Welcome to the Daniel Burke Show. I want to create a hundred episodes of podcast. The longest Snapchat I've ever felt. One a day. Coming on. No real purpose. Coming on. No real topics to cover. Coming on. Just me talking. Coming on. Coming on. Three, two, one. What is going on, guys? Day 44. Can you believe it? We've got an amazing guest tonight. It's my boy, Davo. What's going on, Davo? Hey mate, thanks for having me on the show. It's kind of fitting that uh, we're, um, I just said before that it's day 44, because realistically we're both 4 out of 10s at best on a, on a good day, so two fours together is the number 44, and it is, what date is it? 16th of March. It is the 16th of March, mate. 2017. What a beautiful day. What have you been up to, mate? Oh, mate, what have you been up to? Well... Today or just in general? Wait, let's start from the meta. Yeah, come fuck, on. Fuck today. How set, do we know set, each set other? Some, set some context, mate. How do we know each other? Jesus. Why are you even on this show? Yeah. Let's, let's take a, <laughs> take a shit down memory lane, mate. How did we get here? <laughs> mate, where to start? Well, how long have I known you for? How many years? School. I think right, not the whole time, though, because I only came to, to St. Year Pats. 10? Yep, so year 10. Half year 10. Year yeah. So we were 14, 15? 14. Coming 14. up on coming up on the decade. Fourteen. Mate. Fourteen. How Australian is that? Fourteen. Will be fourteen? Fourteen, mate. Fourteen. Decade. So two thousand seven? No, two thousand yeah. Two thousand nine. Who cares? Long Something enough. Like that, mate. Long yeah. enough, yeah. Long enough. That's the answer. No one of my uh, one of my first memories of you was um, you on the basketball court and we were electing um, school leaders and or house leaders or something, and you no, it was kind of like I was. No, no, this is this is my thought process. You came up to this is what I literally remember is you coming up to me. If you guys want to vote for me, you can. And you were like campaigning, like just like, giving you like, permission. Yeah, yeah, just like if you want to vote for me, like come on, you can, you can. I won't mind. I won't care. And so I'm like, first of all, who's this dick? Like yeah. in his right mind, like who's who's he to tell me who I can vote for? First of all, like himself, and second of all, stop raining on my parade. And third, fuck, that's a good idea. I should be doing that because <laughs> I was like, yeah, I want to be school leader and all this, all this crap. Um, and here you are, just like putting out to the universe. Yeah, putting putting yourself out there. Mm. No, I was I was admiring that. I was admiring that. Secretly, I think we've all had our moments. I can't man. remember. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. Is just put yourself out there. Why not? Give it a crack. Definitely. No, nice you would have been a good leader. Did you end up being a leader? I can't remember. No, mate. Not me not and a, you both. Not a badge leader. No. <laughs> yeah, not a badge. Yeah, yeah that's definitely it. Definitely not. Not a uh, not elected. But let's think. That's not really what makes. All right. So yeah. I've done a lot of talking already. You're right, how mate. Did, how did? <laughs> mate, I reckon that's a good way to start this off. Is think about our first memories of each other. One of my first memories is um, you getting the most awesome lunches. At lunchtime, you'd always have really? something delicious to eat. Yeah, actually, I do remember something that. Delicious, mate. That like, I was I was well taken care of by you, my oh, your mum. By mum, you get like the um. Sometimes you have like KFC wings wrapped in glad wrap. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like this guy knows what's up. That that probably explained why I was a bit heavier in high <laughs> well, school. Mate, it's funny because that takes me on to the next like like good little segue for the next like massive memory is um like it's a big part of our friendship is like the gym and all the training we've done together, but. Thinking back to pretty much what I remember to be the first time you've ever really set foot in a gym, like our school gym. I remember you 
we were uh, in the Callan Centre, which is like our, our hall, our basketball court indoors, and um, trying to get you to do a push up. Could I do one? No. I couldn't do a push no, up. I remember. Mate. I remember I had to put my knees down to do a push up. Yep. Now look at me, I can do a few in a row. <laughs> I've come a bit since then. But I did I did I did shout out to you in one episode actually. Oh, I really? mentioned for those of you who have listened to previous episodes, there's not many of you, but if you have, Davo's gotten a few mentions and one of them I ga- I think I gave it to you, mate, that um you got me into gym. Finally admitted it. But yeah, no, quote unquote, I actually said that. <laughs> I'm finally admitting it. On here you go on record. So if you want to listen to it, it's I believe it's um my fitness journey, either part one, two, or three. Awesome. It's a lucky dip there, maybe two. That's right, mate. But um, yeah, I gave it to you. We oh, first yeah. got into gym, and then uh, it's been that's that's a lot of my relationships actually, like close relationships with with um. With the boys, that is, with like, who are my closest friends, are all getting into gym. Just practically from from fitness, mm. and school, of course, school, of course. But at least at some stage in time, everyone who I associate with closely now, we've yeah, we think about it. Fitness. Like it's at school, everyone sort of has to go to school, and so you have to make friends with the people that you're there with, or you know, you won't have any friends. Whereas uh, you might not have any common grounds with them to start with, but you sort of have to be friends, that makes sense. Whereas Jim, you know, it's a common interest between us and whoever else, so you sort of make friends with them and stay friends with them. It takes a it's lot a of work f- to show up every day. Oh, shit, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely, I know that. We stood it? on stage a few times together. Yep, done a few comps. <laughs> got, got, rid of the, got rid of the dad bod a few times, and now she's definitely back in full Back swing. to the dad bod? Yeah, definitely back Why? to the dad bod. How'd you get there? How did you go from stage to dad bod? Went from a went from a five out of ten to, da- to, to stage to dad bod. <laughs> dad blob. Um, I I think it's probably loss of consistency, loss of momentum, and then like with it anything, happens. yeah, if you don't pay attention to it, it's so easy to to lose momentum and hard to get back. As with a lot of things, really, that's probably if I was to jump in real deep, guys, that's probably one of my biggest downfalls. Is I get distracted so easily. And, if um, I've got too many things on my plate at once, as soon as I lose, stop paying attention to it, completely lose momentum. A hundred percent. Yeah, gotta wait for the cycle to come back around and get back into it. I, no, every, I think everyone's guilty of that. Is just uh, consistency. I always say, like, if again, if you've heard previous episodes of the podcast, I don't want on consistency always wins, and that's what mm. I just keep bringing myself back to is that I, I may not be the best in any chosen field, but I can certainly try to show up every day. Yeah. And like, as you said, like as soon as you fall off that consistency bandwagon, like that's when you yeah. lose your best results. It's not really like, any, like when you think about it, especially like probably gym and fitness being probably the most consistent thing I've ever actually really had in my life. So probably like, what's that? Six years of going to the gym. That's what I say. Longer. Yeah. That's literally what I say yeah. as well. Is it, uh, if, if we both look back, that's a really common common thing that we have, mm. is that it's been one of the definitely consistent pillars of our lives is just through fitness, and what a good thing to... Mm-hmm. At least it's not heroin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, at least it's not heroin. That, 
Dude, that should be the, the title of this podcast. Yeah, at least Day it's 44. not, at at least least it's it's not, not heroin. heroin. Yeah, oh we're done. That's it. We found the title. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> that was perfect. Mate, it's an interesting thought, like, thinking about consistency. and um, Because if you, like, well, for someone like myself, like, I'm constantly looking at what different mentors and people in different industries are talking about. And a lot of them sort of push the same message. And it's like, um, there's not really any great secret to success. It's like, find something you enjoy. Remain consistent at it. And eventually the success will come. 100%. And that's probably the only thing in my life, if I can think about, that I've really been consistent for and seen results come because of that. Like, there's no real it's secret. It's so crazy, hey? It's just hard work. It's like yeah. persistent work, basic work. Keep doing it. Yeah, you can't... That's one thing uh, one of my mates, George, says, or has said to me in the past, that's stuck with me, is that you can fake being rich and whatever. Like, I can go buy, get a loan, buy an expensive car, buy expensive clothes, etc., etc. Fake being rich whatever, post rich photos on Instagram, but you can't fake a good body. Yeah. Yeah. So true. You can't, yeah. <laughs> you can fake or everything else, but you can't fake the fact that you've been working out for the past five years. Seen a few birds on Instagram, mate, chuck a few filters on that, but... Hey, well, <laughs> uh, the magic of photography is yeah. a great thing, like downlighting, far out. Oh, we all know yeah. the power of a downlight, mate. When you get good downlight, far out, I go from a four to a five. You can hide any gut. <laughs> Oh, so where, wait, you've been in Scotland for the past year. Well, you've been back in Australia for about a month now, right? Yep. First yeah. chance to really catch up about it, though. How crazy is that? I know, mate. It's already March. I say that every episode, how crazy it's another day, but... And we're day 44. What the hell? I started this 1st of February. Anyway, I'm going to say that every episode, so I'm going to sound like a broken record. At least it's not heroin. So, at least it's not heroin. Yeah, if you're going to do something often, just... As, as long as it's not heroin, you're probably on the right path. Anyway, um, <laughs> or hurting other people. Don't hurt other people. So, what made you go to Scotland? Oh, well, probably the... If we, if we take that back uh, question, like take that back a little bit, probably what made me move overseas. Yeah. Let's start with that. Um, so, my partner and girlfriend, Talani, she bought us... Two one-way tickets to London for my birthday. Based when on was c- this? Oh, this is. We'll go back to November two thousand and fifteen. So that was your birthday. Yeah, yeah, November two thousand and fifteen, and this all, like as I later found out, was based off of a two-minute conversation that we had while I was playing Xbox, not really paying attention to what she was saying, and the conversation went somewhat a little like, if you could choose to live anywhere, well, between the UK and Japan which one would you choose? And I was like, mm, probably the UK. And then Talani says, okay, and how long do you need to prepare for it? And I was like, oh, probably say three months. At the time, I just obviously quit my job and was like in the process of building my IT business. Yeah, we both used to work at Apple. Yep, back in the day. And um, I sort of thought to myself, oh, three months would be enough to sort of hustle together enough cash to comfortably move overseas with or whatever. Like sort of just taking it, you know, as Yeah, it not thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. not really thinking about what I said. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later, my birthday rolled around and surprise, surprise, Talani had taken what I said and Far acted out. on it. Yeah. I used to love doing that. Amazing. Like just taking little things that someone said and just paying attention. Spontaneous. And then surprising them. They were, they were my favorite gifts to give. It's pretty deadly, eh? <laughs> so, yeah. So, so you got, the, you got the, the tickets, the one-way tickets. Yep, got the tickets. And then... Um, What's the... going through your mind as you, as you oh. un- unwrap this present? Mate. Did you have any idea what it was? <laughs> I had no idea. Talani was um, 
getting really anxious for a couple of days. Yeah. I thought something was going on, but I wasn't sure what it was. Really anxious. Kept speaking about my birthday coming up, and yeah. it was my 22nd birthday, so nothing really special. I'm just thinking, Man. Two little ducks. I'm like, this is a bit strange that, um, yeah, two ducks. This is a little strange that, uh, you know, she's giving it the emphasis about my birthday. Yeah. And um, I think it was a couple of days before it, actually. I was driving her to work, and she's like, I just need to tell you what it is. And I'm like, okay. And she was driving, and she gave me her phone and told me to go into this email and check the email and I, I scrolled into it and it was the two tickets heading over to London and mate the amount the emotions I felt it was really really strange it was uh, it was really strange I was kind of I remember feeling a little bit numb actually yeah um, which is kind of the reaction you wouldn't expect because you yeah. expect a rush of emotion but then I started um, feeling I think the first feeling was nervous because I had to tell all my friends and family that I was moving. Yeah. Um, I could imagine. Yeah. Very close family and friends. Nervous and then excited and then sad. I remember sad being a longer lasting emotion than any of them because I was saying goodbye to everyone. So that and was it, that was the mad main one. Like yeah, the sadness that, because Yeah. Yeah, you like we've got really like we our circle is not that large, but we have some incredibly tight friends. Like, you and I both still live at home. I'm not sure about you, but... Or when, at the time, yeah. you still lived at home. Yep. And so, I could imagine, like, going from... Having that run through your head, going from, like, seeing your family and friends every day yep. to, like, being completely isolated almost on yep. the other side of the world. Yeah, it was unreal. It'd be hard. Oh, definitely, mate. Like, and I guess for me, like, saying goodbye to... Um, like I'm the oldest of five kids, much like yeah. myself. Like you know, you got all the boys, but I've got a little brother and then three little sisters, and they're sort of right at the time of when they're actually growing up, and um, so that was a little bit like nerve wracking to think that I probably wouldn't see them right in a stage where they were growing up and becoming you know young women or whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah. So fast forward three months, we made things happen and got the cash together, and then off we went. And in February, what was those three months like? Oh. Exciting, went really fast. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. I remember really it being, fast. you were counting down, you were like 100 days to go or something, and then oh, all know. of a sudden I'm at the airport saying goodbye to you. Oh, mate. Yeah, it went really quick. It was a... And now you're back. Yeah. So... <laughs> yeah. It's like I never... And it's like I never left, mate. Yeah, you never left, man. Did you even leave? Oh, who knows, mate. It's like you blink and then yeah. the year's gone by. This is a complete full year. So you left... When was it? March last year. This time last year. March 8th, yeah. Yeah, literally. Yeah. March last year. And so you spent a year there. And of course, like we could speak for hours on what you did. But oh, yeah. like what what are some of the major takeaways that you learned while being overseas? Because you were only living living with your girlfriend. Yeah. So you went over there with plans to go to London, right? Was that the initial plans? Yeah, plans to go to London. And then you met up with one of our mutual friends, Don who's been on the podcast. Yep. Were you there? Did you meet up with him? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were we flew into London and just before we sort of decided to leave, we started looking a bit more into the costs of things and trying to make a decision based more on reality, not just on sort of hopes and dreams. Yeah. And it seemed like London was going to be very expensive. Yeah, I could imagine. Yeah, much more expensive. Um, so we sort of pretty much like made a decision based off of Googling number one place to live in the UK. Yeah. And... Why not? Yeah, and Edinburgh, uh, up in Scotland, was the best, if not the next best thing. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And so, 
Like, did you know anything about Edinburgh before then, or was it like not that? A, that not, not a thing, mate. I didn't even realise. Like, I don't know. I'm not really probably good, like ge- geography wise. Didn't Neither. even really realise like Scotland geography. was its own like country sort of thing. Um, pretty... <laughs> Scotland, yeah. is Scotland a country? Yeah. Or is that just a, a well, land? Oh no, I never really, I never really thought <laughs> is about that it. Just mate. a land like with a, Scots, like a, like a county or something. Yeah. yeah. Never really thought about it, mate. Which is really naive of, my, of myself. <laughs> <laughs> but um, now I'm going to live there. Yeah. Hello, Scotland. So we bought a car, spent a week in London, and then drove to Edinburgh and that stayed at Airbnb for a week. Tried to nail down some jobs, and then moved into a house. And um, yeah, spent the year ticking on through there. But what's the biggest takeaway? Yeah, what's yeah, biggest what's something you learned, mate? Probably. What can you bring back to the good old land of Oz? Um, I really appreciate. Not that I never didn't, but I really appreciate even more now um, where I've come from in terms of like my family, my mum and dad having to raise kids and not always having a lot of money. And the upbringing that I had with so much love and always being able to pretty much do, like mum and dad always find a way to make things work. Like mm. we never go hungry. Yeah. Um, always have fuel in the car to go places or whatever. And when, like there were times where I'd have in Scotland, right, I had 20p to my name. 20p, like, what is that? Like, probably in Australian dollars, like, 40 cents, 50 cents. Oh, really? Yeah, like, nothing. Um, and, like, some of the most stressful times of my life, but still, you just know you're going to get through it. And yeah, then seeing life like, goes on. Yeah, exactly, and then seeing my parents, like, looking, thinking back on my childhood and seeing how much they had to go through very similar, but with kids, that just yeah. gives me another whole other level of respect for them. Um, it's crazy, yeah. Yeah, that was amazing, it's, man. It's that's 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 a good perspective to have, like a good lesson to bring back. Even if that's a, the only thing you learn, I'm not saying it is, but yeah. even if that is, like that's how massive is that to take back from yeah. spending a year overseas? That's the same thing I learned spending a month in Japan. Like yeah. it's not, I know it's not a year, and I was sort of by myself and whatever. Different scenario, but mm. it makes you appreciate a lot more what you what you have back home. Yeah, I think another big thing. I really, the more I think about it now, just having this chat, is um, a lot of people wish they travelled, or a lot of people say, yeah, I'd go there if this was right, or if this was in place, or whatever. Just goes to show that a lot of people don't really have the guts to just pack up their stuff and go. Get up and leave, yeah. Yeah, like, what's actually stopping you? There's never going to be a right time. No, mate, that's for many things in life, like, get, well, well say it, getting married, like, having kids or whatever. Like, anything. Like, you can't yeah, really never... time it properly. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you're going to wait for the perfect woman or perfect man, there's, like, all those photos you see, like, waiting for the perfect woman, waiting for yeah. the perfect man, of those people waiting for, like, a, a relationship. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. a skeleton. It's, like, yeah. it's never going to be the perfect time. Like, that's exactly what I bring myself back to with with doing this podcast and that sort of thing. I was scared initially, I've talked about this in the past, is that scared initially of doing it. And I was I was the first episode, I talk about how I was sweating under my armpits yeah. and stuff like that, just Heart talking to up. a microphone. Yeah. Like, you don't even know who you're talking and, to. Yeah, you're talking exactly. to nobody, really. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. what, what, am I, what, am I, what was I scared of? And now 44 days in, it's like yeah. second nature to me almost. Oh, mate, I was like a little bit like anxious coming on to the show tonight because... Like, if you stuff up or you don't know what you're saying or the conversation goes nowhere, it just goes into awkward silence. Embrace the but silence. But who cares, mate? Yeah. Yeah, embrace the silence. <laughs> exactly. Who cares? Exactly. That's the beauty of, like, creation. Is yeah. There's no rules. That's uh, that's the same, like, when 
when I was like initially starting my own website, I'm like, what if people, what if I don't have anything to share? And then I realized, hey, I was, I would always proclaim like, I don't care what other people think. But then on the other hand, I'd contradict myself by caring what, caring what people, people think. think. Yeah. yeah, it was, I don't know. Um, it's a weird place to be, but Definitely. it's just once, once you start doing it, once you get the ball rolling, like it's, mm. it's second nature now. I wouldn't have it any other way. Like I love having my own website. I love writing and sharing my work. Put yourself on, out on there. there. Yeah, showing my work. Definitely. Yeah. It's it's don't get me wrong. It's hard to start, but then once you start, it's like, why don't more people do this? It's such a freeing experience. Mate, I'd love to like going on that topic of like really putting yourself out there. I'd love to talk about probably the best job I've ever had. Yeah. Um, which was in Scotland, and it was as a rickshaw rider. Best job ever had. Best job ever had, mate. Yeah, tell us more. So, you're a rickshaw rider. So you're in Scotland. <laughs> You got 20p to your name, and you read a book a day, right? Like Ty Lopez. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, like, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, so. <laughs> it's for H to Yeah. You're sitting on your couch, eating out of a tin of Spam, yeah. wondering, how, how, is there more to life Does than, it get than, better than, than the bottom of this can? <laughs> Once I hit the bottom of this can, it's over. Who knows? Stay tuned. The Late Show with Double D. <laughs> yeah. Go to our advertisers now. No, I'm kidding. We don't have any. <laughs> Not yet. Um, all right, sorry. I keep I keep hijacking you. You're right, a rickshaw mate. rider. Rickshaw rider. So for anybody, what is a rickshaw? Yeah, for anybody I didn't know what a rickshaw know. was when you told me. I'm no. like, what the fuck is a rickshaw? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, mate, um, rickshaw, a rickshaw, uh, or a pedicab, as they're commonly known, is a giant tricycle. A tricycle. Yep. yep. Three on, wheels. Three wheels. And in the back of it, if you imagine a bench seat, um, and some of them have like a, a roof over the top, like a like a canvas roof, and basically you can fit up to three people in the back, and then you have three a, in the back, three yep. in the back, and you have a rider on the front who rides it like a normal bike. There's no no batteries. It's all all pedal all power, pedal power, mate. Human power, human power. And so, like you've got three people in the back. Are we talking? You can fit fairly large people, like adults, or I'm talking like you could three fit, comfortably. You could fit three buck ten blokes with really? some decent shoulders on them, semi comfortably. Really? So it's a big seat. Yeah, it's big enough that like it's like a small couch. Three of me could tuck in there. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. You're pretty big. You're like ninety five kilos. Probably a little bit heavier than that. <laughs> <laughs> Pushing the dollar. Yeah. Pushing, Pushing the dollar, the dollar mate. Pushing, Pushing the, the hundred. So, yeah, basically, you chuck three, up to three people in the back and you take them from destination A to destination B. Okay. But that's... It's the, like a taxi. Exactly, like a yeah. taxi, mate. But it's way better than a taxi and it's all about the experience. Yeah. It's not just taking your A to B, it's about the journey in between. Oh, 100%. And yeah. that's how you got to sell it to someone, Yeah. Mate. Is it just, so, wait, people... You're not like an Uber, so people can't pick you up on an app. No. So, you do you have to... We've got them here in Brisbane, right? And they'll, they'll be like trying to sell you the ride. So do you have to set, like sell, upsell the rides or do the people come to you fairly easily? Well, it depends. It depends on the mood of the night. So I would work two days a week, two nights a week. Yeah. A Friday night and a Saturday night. Why? Uh, that's probably the busiest nights of the week. So the most... It okay. is a very tourist-based city. So the other nights are just not economically viable. You'd be yeah. like sitting around, wait, wasting... If you value your time and what... like. The whole reason I rickshaw was because I could do other businesses during the week. Of course, yeah. yeah so you work so, for two, yeah. Exactly. So if you, you know, if you want to break even with your time versus a bit of money, then 
go work during the week as the well. The peak times, yeah. Exactly. But yeah, if you want to make money, work peak times. So, um, you'd work Friday night, Saturday night. You'd start at probably, say, 7 o'clock at night on a Friday. Yep. And you'd work both mornings through um, until about maybe, say, 4 a.m. in the morning. So, That's it's a big a lot shift. of riding. Yeah. It is, mate. Was that nine hours? Yeah. Nine hours on a bike. Mate. Far out. And you don't... You Good only workout. really stop. Yeah, exactly. You got, your legs really feel it. But, um... How was it after the first few times? Oh, mate, critical. My knees started getting really painful. And, like, I'd, I lived in a two-story house, so when i get home after my shift, I could barely make it up the stairs. I'd drag really? myself upstairs. Yeah. Horrible. Drag yourself up the stairs? Definitely. Like, as in crawling? Were you full-blown crawling? As in, crawling? like, keeping my legs straight because they didn't want to move because that's all I'd been doing all night. And Just... I had to, like, had to hold the handrail and pull myself up it. <laughs> like a zombie, mate. Wow, yeah, yeah. you're putting in some work. Legged. Oh, mate, I think I added up in, like, in... One of the shifts I did like thirty five k's, yeah, on a tricycle <laughs> with people in the back. With people in the back, yeah, yeah. But mate, basically, um, sort of the way to go is you you cruise around the city. Yeah, you had a couple of hot spots where like all the bikes would line up, um, and then taxi you, rank, yeah, taxi rank, bike rank, whatever, and then you just try and go between the old town and the new town because that was the the biggest lift, which also sometimes was the easiest lift because you could charge a bit more money for it and only do one ride. So wait, what? how does the charge work? Do you just say, I'm you want to go from here to here? 100% bartering. Really? 100%, yep. So okay. you'd come up to me and you'd be like, hey man, like you, obviously it's 11 o'clock at night so you've had a few drinks, you're with your boys. Oh, how much to, to the strip club? And you'd be, oh boys, it's a it's a big hill, we got to get up there, you know, you've, you've, have you seen it? No, no, no. Oh, it's probably a 20-minute walk if you if you want to hit the Shoelace Express. Yeah. But it's going to be a mission. It'll be good fun if you want to get in there, boys, but you're going to see me work for it. And then uh, a good trick of the trade is to, to price per head instead of for the whole for the whole rickshaw because uh, it seems more affordable for the yeah. folks. So you'd be like, oh, it'd be, it'd be 12 quid per head. Yeah. And usually people turn their nose up at it. But then if they negotiate down to a tenner, that's what I really wanted in the first place. Yeah. And then once they see you put the work in, people are pretty good in, in Europe and the UK and they usually tip you anyway. So uh, you end up getting what you want in the first place. Yeah. So it's oh, got to be yeah. cheeky with it, but... Yeah. Yeah, so 100% like, bartering, mate. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah, so that's teaching... That's a lot of sales. Direct sales. Yeah, mate. direct yeah. sales uh, experience as well as a workout. Yeah. And so I'm imagining a night where you're getting those sort of people, you get some absolute larrikins and oh. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've got some stories Absolutely. from from nights where... How how many people would you do on an average night? Do you have an estimate, like 20, um, 30? I'd probably say you'd probably have between 10 to 20 lifts a night. Yeah. And depending on the length of the lift, some lifts could take an hour, some lifts really? could take five minutes. An hour's ride? Definitely. Wow, how far would you get? Like, how far does an hour's ride get you? Probably only maybe five kilometers. Yeah. But because it was up and down, and it was very hilly. So, up yeah. and down some hills, out of town a little bit, and then back in, you're out of the game for an hour. So, you know, you want to make good money, so you have to quote high for that trip. Does but, the bike um, uh, have gears? Yeah. Yeah. Very, very low geared, so you can get up those hills. Yeah. Um, oh, mate, best job I've ever had. So much really? fun. I met some great people. Met like CEOs of oil companies who offered to pay me like, pay me my night's wage, put the bike away and come hit the hit the clubs with them, um, giving me phone numbers for contacts, whatever. Really? Yeah, sports players, yeah. Like, you know, mate, the people that you meet. Guys, so there's, I met a guy who owned all the casinos in um, Edinburgh. Like, all these different different people, mate. That's insane. I love it. And so, how did, how did it work? Do you just pay for the, like, rent the bike or something like that? And Yeah. Pretty, like with the pretty company? simple, mate. Yeah, yeah, so, like, just one guy, uh, it was his business and he owned probably 20 rickshaws. 
Uh, he was a rickshaw rider to start with and then just started investing himself and bought all the bikes. Yeah. And then you get a license from the council, uh, which is only about 50 quid. Yeah. And that gives you, I think, two years worth of licensing. And then if there's bikes free through this guy's business, you pay him X amount for the weekend. And then generally, if you're, if you're a uh, semi-skilled rider, you could probably make back your rent probably fourfold. Yeah. Fivefold. And then if you're pretty, like, pretty well-skilled... You'd, you know, you'd clear like yeah, tenfold your investment easily. Oh really? Yeah, that's good. So what were you clearing? Uh, depends. Some weekends, if it was a normal weekend, probably three hundred and fifty quid. Yeah. And about twenty hours work. So yeah. It works out to be about uh, five to six hundred dollars. Yeah. And then if you on like the rugby, you can make five hundred dollars in an afternoon. Five hundred wow. pounds. Yeah. Yeah. That's Which, epic. When you think about what. You know, you're, you're working, your minimum wage over there is £6.50 an hour. Really? I could make 20 quid in about five minutes if I was smart about it. That's insane. Yeah, so you can yeah. sit around, talk some smack, work on, like, I was learning, um, like, my Forex trading as well at the same time. Yeah. We'd catch up with you guys because the time zones were good for those chats. Yeah, because you were up late. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was, no, it was a really cool job, mate, really flexible. It's my own boss, cash in hand. <laughs> Definitely um, great memories, great experiences, and I'll... Remember riding around wearing a stringlet in two degree weather. Stringlet? Why would you? Why would you wear that? Because it's because you get so hot from working it. Uh, yeah, but it's the best way to attract customers, mate. You got to peacock a little bit. Ah, so you got to show yourself off. Yes. Yeah. No one. Everyone so, else will be wearing jumpers. So you're wearing you a jeans Aussie guy. Yeah. Wearing a snapback or a, a hat. Yeah. And you're like, hey, hey, guys, come ride my bike. Get it big. Give me some money. Give him a big <laughs> g'day, guys. And yeah. Then get him in the back of the bike. Yeah. Was that was that a good selling point for you? Oh, I can absolutely. imagine. Yeah. The fact that you're Australian, it's like, oh. should I go this Scottish person that I see every day, yes. or the Australian wearing exactly. a snap wearing a snapback? They all just want to talk about. Oh, do you know this guy? He lives in Brisbane. Do you ride? <laughs> do you ride kangaroos? <laughs> yeah, exactly. To school? Yes, we do. All right. For those listening from not from Australia, we do ride kangaroos to school every day. Kangaroo bus lines. Mine is called Johnny. <laughs> Bloody That's Johnny. amazing. Do you have like any standout? Do you remember someone? Standout moments, mate. Probably. Now is a great opportunity to give a shout out to some of the riders there. Yeah. They're probably the highlights. The riders, the other yeah, riders. The other riders. Yeah. Right, go for Made it. Made really good friends um, with my mate. His name's Digby. Digby. So yeah. we could add him onto the end of the double D and he could yeah. be part of the triple D. Triple D. Triple D. Quad D. Quad D with Don. Don. You get Don back on here and Digby, you're welcome to come on the show if you want, whenever you want, mate. He actually really would, mate. He'd get really deep in with you. He'd love it. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Why not? So Scott. Digby, he. Um, I never met him, but. We can meet up, Digby. Uh, I'm trying to give you an analogy of what he's like. Okay, imagine that you've got a friend yeah. who you never want to, your girlfriend to meet because she'll leave you for him. Really? He's that good of a bloke. Really? Yeah. But then imagine imagine that when you have a hypo kid around who changes direction like every two seconds of what they want to talk to you about. <laughs> yeah. Turn that up to like 12. Yeah. And then add that in and then take someone who's really spiritual and um, thinks really cri- critically about the world, about themselves, about self-development, add that into the mix, and then add creativity in terms of, like, creates music, um, like, likes business, that sort of stuff, and then you've got Digby. And fitness. It, it kind of sounds... 
like us. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, you wonder why I got along with him well. It just sounds like, you, you talking about me, man? Like, you talking <laughs> Mate, about this us? dude, he, yeah. okay, so he used to live in Inverness, which is like, uh, I think it's about a Loch Ness Monster? Hour, yeah, pretty much up near there, mate. It's about a five-hour drive from Edinburgh. And every weekend... Five-hour? Yeah. Every weekend, he would drive down to Edinburgh. He would bring his Volvo, which he tinted the windows out himself in the back and turned it into, like, a house in the back of this Volvo wagon. Yeah. And he would sleep in his car on the weekends in the rickshaw. Um, really? Yeah. And he just Did live out there. drive that big? Yep. And wow. then sleep in the car the whole yeah. weekend and drive home and do stuff during the week. That is epic. And he's actually an uh, engineer in training as well. He's studying, he's taken a hiatus from that to have a creative gap year. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what not? I'm doing. Just having a creative gap year. Man. Essentially. Doing so, um, a few other things, but that's amazing. He's learning a lot about himself, so it's good. Yeah, he's definitely one of the one of the standouts from that as well. Good blokes, good blokes. No, great job, mate. That's probably the... So where else did you go to overseas? Mate, I did, didn't do as much travelling as I probably would have liked to outside of um, the UK. We did a fair bit of Scotland, and then we head over, headed over to um, Venice in yeah. Italy and saw Amsterdam in the Netherlands as well. How was that? Oh, awesome. It I've always like, wanted to go there. Such a one day. It's such a. It was actually really beautiful, um, really beautiful city. Actually, felt really modern compared to what I saw of Europe and what I've seen before in other places. Really clean, um, and forward thinking too. Really Amsterdam? open. Yeah. Yeah. Really open. Why? Open to anything. Um, well, oh really? Like Amsterdam's really like obviously well known for uh, its more relaxed like laws and whatnot. Yeah. On like marijuana. Um, yeah, that's what I've heard about. Yeah, this is you go course. there and just smoke weed in a yeah in a shop. Yeah, Why not? and then head on down to the red light district, which obviously for people who haven't really heard it before, just Google it and you'll find out what you what you want to see. What is it? It's like um, we can talk about anything on here. Oh, no, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's up to you. It's just like um, basically you can go and hook up with a with a prostitute. Um, legally. Oh, is it legal? Yeah. So it's oh, like okay. Imagine like um a canal. Yeah. And then. You've got doorways, yeah. like a, just an actual doorway, and then you've got red lights and red curtains. And if you look into the doorway, it's like a little room um, with a curtain, and there's pe- like women standing in the clear doors trying to coax you to come and talk to them and come. Really? So they're just bartering you to come in. Hundred percent. That's wow. Literally okay. Come in. So it's literally yeah, literally come <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah. Wow. So it's it, that's the re- I didn't know that. Yeah. That's the red light district. Yeah, mate. I just thought it was just like a, like. Uh, a pseudonym for, for like a, <laughs> like a nightclub, like a strip of nightclubs kind of thing. Like I didn't think it was literally red lights oh, and yeah. ladies of the night there. Ladies of the night, mate. But prostitution is like the oldest trade profession. Yeah, yeah. profession that exists apparently. Yeah, that's what I've heard. <laughs> mate, I don't I, know much mate, about history. <laughs> it was but something else, mate. I have heard of that. It seems I've heard arguments for it. It's like. Man pays for what he wants. Woman gets money, which is what she wants. Everybody wins. Fair exchange. Yeah. Fair so trade. it's like, I don't know. Is it? It's seen seen down on. But okay, why other is it seen cultures? down on? Yeah, exactly. Society creates. Like, I don't know. Some bullshit. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like that's if you're looking at in a in a simpleton way, which is just literally how how I said before. It's like yeah. man pays for what he wants. Yeah. Woman gets what she wants. Everybody wins. Yeah. Like, interesting. Is that answer. hurting anyone? I don't know. Not, not in my eyes. Like if that's if that's literally how it goes, like that's the same with like marijuana and other things. It's like man pays for what he wants, enjoys what he wants, and then as long as he's not hurting other people, all's gravy. All's gravy. Yeah, I don't know. That's 
We're, we're gonna marijuana is gonna get legalized everywhere eventually. Oh mate, I the think... US is starting to do it. It's gonna happen here. Aren't you selling like like presses or something like that? Yeah. Like what? Don't you is that one of your businesses? Like you have um, what's it called? Yeah, Squish It. So squishit.eu is the website if you want to have a look at it. Um, but basically, we sell uh, like rosin presses, rosin heat presses. Rosin, okay. And one of one of the uh, uses for it is you can extract oil out of a flower. Okay. Out of a bud. So you can could be any type of flower. So, like a a press on, like is it, so it heats up and then extracts things from it. Like is it only used for like extracting oils from plants or is there other uses for this? Yeah, definitely used for um, extracting oil out of plants. Yeah. So basically, <clears throat> to extract the oil out, you need a couple of things and that's pressure. Yeah. As well as heat. And so, ah. if you imagine you've got like a sandwich press. Yeah. Right? And then the flour goes in between those. Yeah. Um, once it's prepared. And then <clears throat> the plates are heated up. Comes down. Extreme pressure gets put onto it. And then out comes the oil. Which can be used for different things. Cooking and whatnot. There's so many. Yeah. Whatever. Like, there's so many uses for it. Mm. It's crazy. Definitely a really emerging industry. Like, I've, I keep hearing and keep reading about it's going to be the fastest growing industry over the next 10 years <coughs> what marijuana yeah like medical marijuana and stuff like that yeah I, like don't even know if it's, I don't even know if it's necessarily just medical mate but just in general yeah. cannabis yeah I don't know it seems weird to me that like we have things that are legal that are like alcohol which is like consciousness altering yeah. but marijuana is also consciousness altering but in a, in a slightly different manner but that's illegal it's yeah it is strange, mate. Like, uh, I don't even like know. Caffeine, I don't even know even, what my even caffeine. Yeah. Like caffeine alters your consciousness, and that's that's completely legal. That's everyone's addicted to caffeine in some way. Like in the Western world, oh yeah. Like everyone has tea, Red coffee, Bull. whatever. Yeah, Red Bull, all these energy drinks. Like caffeine is the new whatever, new black. Well, and like you think about like cocaine was legal in the seventies. Was it? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, really. Back in the day. I wonder what happens. You might have to edit that out because I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was legal. I know, I don't edit anything. Anything goes on this show. I didn't, I forgot to tell you the rules when you came on the show. The rules are is just have fun. That's number one. Look at this. You guys can't see this, but we're in an absolutely beautiful location. I'm lucky to live, live where I do. I live close to the water at a, in a small suburb in my hometown and right in front of me is just vastness of water. And if you go far enough over the water, we reach an island where we've been many a times. <laughs> um, we're laughing because we have some amazing memories there. It's called uh, Tangaluma if you've never been there. Actually, no, it's called Morton Island. But Tangaluma is a little resort, like, town thing that's on Morton Island. Check it out if you, if you haven't seen it before. It's an absolute beautiful place. Piece of paradise. What were we talking about before we got on, before we started the podcast and we got real deep? Consciousness. Consciousness. I always, this always happens. Mm. I always have chats with people and we always come back to consciousness. What, what else it? is there actually? <laughs> <laughs> what else is there? Just it out to the deep that, right That's there. all there is. That's all there is. So I was like, that's all we can, no, we're talking about intelligence, creating AI. That's right. You know, there's a... I read Google has this thing called TensorFlow, which is like their their one of their uh, machine learning type platforms or whatever, and it it can create 
what they did is they fed it a whole bunch of data. Mm-hmm. What sort of data did they feed it? Let's just say an example. They fed it a whole bunch of old symphonies, yep. like symphonies by Mozart, etc., etc., other famous composers. And what it did was extracted everything from a symphony and just analysed all of the data it got fed millions and millions of times and then started to produce its own own pieces of work. The crazy part is that they got some expert symphony analyzers, like human beings, to listen to what they were like, listen to what the machine had created, and they thought it was composed by like Mozart and things like that, and even rated it higher than original Mozart like compositions. And this is all generated by the machine just being fed a whole bunch of previously made compositions working out on its own what makes a good composition and then producing one and then, I don't know what you call it, someone who analyses composers, yeah. uh, com- compositions. Composition analyst. Listen, there you go. Here we go, mate. Whatever, yeah, exactly. Listen to it and rate it high, higher than the traditional composition. Mate. <laughs> without knowing, without so knowing. So what is like, oh, mate, that blows my mind because you think about, like, us talking about intelligence. Yeah. And then you think about how long it would take one person to be able to analyze, learn, learn how to make that music, compose it, and then perfect a like a uh, what do you call it a movement or something? Yeah, like a, a song, and then a composition. Composition, yeah. yeah. And then um, for that, for like experts to then review it to such a high standard, you think about how much faster that machine did it than yeah. someone. So is that machine smarter than us? In that I aspect, don't, I, yeah, like, I don't know. Cool. That's it's very specific at the moment. Machine learning. Yeah. So, that that thing is like the best in the, is now effectively the best, better than any human at making compositions, right? So, but you go tell that thing to ride a bike. Yeah. Not that good. Tell a <laughs> tell a fish to climb a tree. Yeah. Not exactly. that good. It's, it's very specific. Subjective. But what yeah. happens when we start to expand that into more general things, and it it can suddenly walk into a room, like we can, and just go, okay, I know what to do here because mm. I'm just so smart and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. That's crazy. I read that scares me. I don't know whether that scares me or excites me. I don't know enough about it, so I think that's why it scares me. I need to learn more about it. That's why I'm learning machine learning at the moment. It's cool. So I can sort of understand what's going on. The um, I was listening to someone the other day, and they were talking about uh, some artificial intelligence that they'd put into a robot or something like that, like a physical, like humanoid, well, humanoid, like a robot looks like a human, and taught it to do something or analyse something and then apparently it was able to betray the person like it of like the command it was given or something what? like that yeah just like I'm, that, I'm, I'm totally I'm butchering the yeah, explanation no. but no that's it's like Skynet I was about to say mate Skynet's here shut it down who knows man maybe they can hear us right now dude I was driving past the guy's car and his um, electrician business was called Skynet like, what a, yeah, what a great I've seen name. that. I've seen that one. I've seen name. Skynet. Good name to pick up. Definitely. Oh, mate. Definitely interesting. The world's a funny place. Yep. Remember, whenever I come down to the waterfront here, I always end up having these conversations. Yeah, because it's just something about open space. That's... Don and I were, were talking about the other day, uh, going AWOL. Like, mm. just got, well, it, at some point in his life, he feels like he wants to go and live in a forest, just, or like, not a forest, but like, just somewhere remote, away. like, completely. Go away. Yeah, just have, like, open space. Yeah. Like, that's, this sort of open space just, I know, allows for deep thinking, 
no no distractions. Yeah. It's nice, mate. Just have a conversation. Definitely missed it. Yeah, what was something that you missed about from Australia? Apart from the obvious, like your family and whatnot. But uh while you were overseas. Like what is there anything you you were like looking forward to come back to? I could imagine a few things, but anything stick out? Probably actually the space. (laughs) Which is sounding too boring. Yeah. Yeah. The space is like second to none. We've got so much space here. What, um, what, what do you mean? Like you've got room to move. You can you can walk around. There's plenty of grass. You're not living on top of each other like you are in the UK. Um, oh, really? So that was a... Yeah, it's pa- everyone's really packed in and close to each other. And Scotland's like a lot more roomier than somewhere like London. London. Wow. London yeah, that'd in, be hard. You're in peak was, hour traffic. Man, I was in Tokyo. Hours. I was in Tokyo like walking around and that, that was dense. Yeah. That was very Too dense. Too many people. I okay. couldn't believe it. Another thing as well, like... People um, always seem to be looking down at their phones in a hurry, like walking around. Yeah. Whereas here, I think people sort of have more to look at, so they're looking up around, taking advantage of their surroundings. Yeah. That's nice. People are generally, I think, a little bit happy here because, mate, it's silly as you it sounds. You think it's the weather? It's the weather, yeah. Yeah? Definitely. You always take the weather with you anywhere you go. I'm going to get copyrighted for that, I bet. <laughs> Comes back to the weather. Big They'll time. have some machine learning. Might have to take this because it might be twenty. And try, yeah. see it. She can come on the podcast. <laughs> Hello. Hey. Hey. You're Hi. live. You're live on the podcast. Uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone. <laughs> What's going on? I'm finished. I did message you, but I don't think my phone is working. Okay. No, I didn't get a message. All right. Okay. I'll come pick you up. Okay. <laughs> All right. Bye. Okay, bye. Catch you later. That is that is a pretty good segue to wrap this bad boy up. Yeah. It is getting pretty late. It's 11.46, and I'm supposed to upload this before midnight. Will I get there? Who How knows? fast is your internet, mate? Not very. <laughs> yeah. So, Brisbane. Internet. Hey, I, the thing is that it's going to be... The recording's going to be done before midnight. That's mate, the main point. That's the goal. It was but, a spontaneous podcast. I love being yeah. on it. Did you have fun? I had fun. I did. I'm looking forward I learned to, some things. to having another chat soon, mate. Yeah, we should. We should. We are, whatever. whatever. Rosie's already secured episode 69, so <laughs> um, you might have to choose your other one. But whenever you want, I do one every day. Um, there's no rules, as you just found out. Talk about whatever you like. Talk and it's really fun. Yeah, and it's kind of hot in this car, so next time we might do it in my room. Some get, get some aircon in there. in turbs. Yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure, brother. Um... Where can people find you? I know you said you're working on a website. Do you have a URL for it yet? I haven't just yet, mate. It's but not finished, but... Uh, it will be um, davidlayfelt.com. So, David, how do you spell David? Yeah. How do you spell Layfelt, <laughs> man? That's a story for another time. Yeah. David... Is it German, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Jeez. Last name's L-E-H-F-E-L-D-T. Um, and if you actually... Davidlayfelt.com? Yeah. Done. Search for that, and you can add me on Facebook as well. Um, or follow me on Facebook. I post a lot of my stuff to there. I'll put a, a link in the the notes to your future website, so you better get on and make that. Get that finished. <laughs> yeah, I'll get it done. Not that I have that many listeners, so this probably yeah. won't reach that many people, but who knows? It That's may right, take mate. off in the future. Add some value, keep it growing. I'm making this for 42-year-old me. Yeah. <laughs> so we can listen back to this in the future. But anyway, thank you all for listening. It's day 44, wrapping it up. I've got 13 minutes to upload this before midnight, but uh, we'll see how we get there. 
See you tomorrow for day 45. If you learned something, share it with someone. Tell them you love them and uh, we'll catch you later. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you want to help me out, you can give me some advice by contacting me directly. My email is daniel at mrdberg.com. My website is mrdberg.com. Or if you really want to help me out, you can leave a rating or review on iTunes. I'd really appreciate it. But once again, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next episode.